This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, did you enjoy the uh, 2023 Bill season in this simulation we live in? We tried to make it as interesting as we could, throwing in some surprising, even controversial losses, just to not make it too obvious that a team that was projected to win the AFC East and clear 10 and a half wins would do not only that but to do it at the last possible moment we're doing our best over here mike shope and the bulldog joined now as far as you know on the western hotline by eric wood centered on buffalo podcast host nut butter enthusiast eric <laughs> we we had them all the way right this season it was never in doubt that we'd end up here yeah exactly yeah we everyone thought that at six and six and uh yeah it was very predictable yesterday's game was uh, somewhat of a microcosm of the season. Some costly errors early, a late rally, and end up on top. It kind of just seems like that that game could summarize this entire season. But yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride of the season. Give credit to Sean and Brandon, and the staff, through the injuries and everything else that's gone on this year, and you know some late game mishaps that cost them games. Uh, Twelve people on the field for the only home game you lose all season uh, on the field goal that Denver missed and you still bounce back from it all you stay together and now you're maybe the hottest team in football after winning five in a row including the AFCs how, how much of a challenge is it for players to ride that ride we know what it's like out here for us. Like I already gave the speech, uh, referencing how I felt back in the spring. Like this is an excellent team. They got just as good a chance to win the Super Bowl as as any addition of the Bills, you know, recently. But the schedule's tough, so maybe not the one seed and maybe eleven wins, but they still should be excellent. And then you know we go through the year and it's, you know, it feels like it's completely slipping away at times. I, I just know from out here it's hard to stay you know, stay the course. How about in, you know, inside on a team knowing that like the ups and downs are going to come and being ready to ride them. Yeah. And that's just something kind of individually in a group you have to be prepared for. And look, this is the NFL season is a long journey. There's a reason that most rookies hit some type of rookie wall because for the first time in your life from July until hopefully February, you're playing football. And you consider that coming out of training camp, that, usually have some nicks and bruises and dings even at that point of the season. And then now you got 17 more games before you even get to the playoffs. It in, it's, and it's a, it's a long journey. Even on the most successful teams, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be adversity that happens throughout the season. You know, this year, 
the Bills, you know, we could list them all. It wasn't quite as dramatic as last year, but this year, you know, the Bills fire their offensive coordinator. The stuff with McDermott comes out. Von Mill, I mean, there was just – there was distractions off the field. And then when you consider the injury bug they dealt with, you know, kind of at the end of that Dolphins game through the Jags game, and then, you know, adapting to life without that. And, I mean, you talk about a resilient group to stay together through it all and a very intelligent staff to make necessary adjustments. This has been, you know, the the EPA or whatever the numbers say, (laughs) it seems like this has been a different offense since Joe Brady has taken over. And I'm really encouraged by a lot of the things I've seen from him. And then schematically what McDermott's had to do on the defense side of the football where, you know, your highest paid player on defense and Hall of Fame pass rusher hasn't had his normal production coming off the ACL from last year. Okay, so – we're going to get a little bit more creative with our pressures. Matt Milano, our best player on the defensive side of the football, he's out for the season. Okay, let's get in more dime packages, and we'll put Taylor Rapp in there, and we'll put Jordan Poyer in the box because teams are starting to talk, target Dotson on obvious pass situations. It's been, a, in my opinion, a marvelous coaching job throughout this season. Culminating in last night's game, Eric, where they hold the Dolphins to their worst offensive night of the season, they do it with – more injuries, including Douglas, and big-time injury. Dodson, too, uh, having to leave the game. So, uh, no doubt, like a pretty much a signature effort and performance there. What was the night like? So, we hear about all the fans who were down there and just how many it is, and you could certainly hear them. I wonder, for all the games you've been to and road games where Bills fans are, you know, everywhere, uh, what last night was. So... Hard Rock Stadium got a lot louder when they put those hoods on it maybe seven, eight years ago. And so I was on the field for pregame warm-ups, and I was in a conversation with some guys, and one of the teams run out of the tunnel, and there's this huge roar. And the, the other team runs out of the tunnel, and this time it's the Bills running out, and this is just the warm-ups. You know, they're coming out in position groups, and you hear an opposite roar. So both, both teams were well attended, but I would say the Bills had the – louder group of the bunch uh, last night in attendance. It was an awesome atmosphere, um, and, you know, the, the game lived up to it. You yes. know, you had back and forth. Um, you had, like we talked about, like I mentioned when I first got on, the roller coaster ride, the turnovers early on, the two interceptions thrown in the end zone, the play right before the half, and, you know, it just seemed like the calls weren't going the Bills' way. You know, Dawson Knox, an obvious pass interference against him and then that leads to the next play where josh throws the interception right before the half there was a it's targeted i mean it's helmet to helmet contact at the goal line against ty johnson that's not called so the bills don't get an opportunity to put up three points it just seems like okay we've seen this happen this year it's, it's not going to go our way we're still in the playoffs <laughs> but we let one slip away here well you know the special teams which hasn't necessarily been the strength of this team throughout the season Hardy steps up with the punt return. And then the way the defense adjusted in the second half of the game, you know, I just, what worried me the most heading into the second half was if the Bills weren't able to score early and tie that thing up, which they didn't. They didn't score on their first possession in the second half after receiving the opening kickoff in the second half. That I didn't, I wasn't confident that the Bills could hold the Dolphins under 100 yards rushing again. They gave up over 100 in the first half. And then I'm assuming it's, you know, getting those guys to understand, hey, here's exactly what they're doing in this game. 
you know, with the misdirection, you know, don't trust your eyes in these instances. And from that point on, they hold him to seven yards rushing in the second half. 17 total plays, three three and outs, two four and outs, two interceptions. I mean, it was just, it was a remarkable performance in the second half. With Eric Wood. You know, in your career with the Bills, you wouldn't have had many games where you were at home and the crowd was rooting for the opponent like like this, where you, you're on the road with the Bills and you see it quite often. Maybe New England games could have sounded like that or felt like that at times when you were in the drought years. I don't know. I'm wondering, if anything, what it might do psychologically to the Dolphins in this case with you know everything that's on the line here. This is the team to beat, and this is our chance to do it at home, and like the crowd isn't even rooting for us. Uh, I, I mean, maybe... The, the pro player doesn't think like that and doesn't even maybe necessarily even notice it. But um, I don't know if it could be a good thing. No, it definitely messes with you as a player. We, we rarely ever had to deal with anything like that in Buffalo. The closest I would think would be maybe dating back. Uh, one of my first three years of the league, so I got trapped in those on. One of those, maybe my second or third year, Pittsburgh came to town late in the season. Okay. We were like barely on the bubble. They had one of their stronger teams. And not we never had to use a silent count, and I stand by that. The Bills <laughs> never had to use a silent count at home. But Pittsburgh was really well represented. But that's more the circumstances where we are as a team. We were as a team at that time. And so, you know, when you're playing for the division, right? And the Bills fans do what they did in the opposing stadium, like last night. After Tyreek Hill called out the fan base earlier in the season about not being as well represented at Hard Rock Stadium as other teams. He's going around, and, you know, this is a guy that came from playing at Arrowhead, and he's used to a really strong home field advantage. And so he called out the crowd earlier in the year, but, you know, you just it, it can mess with you. And kind of like anything, you know, you got to compartmentalize, just not, not let it bother you. But I could see where it would be extremely frustrating where you're playing for the division. Like, you've earned the right. You've been one of the most exciting teams in the NFL throughout the season. And – you're playing for the division, and your your crowd doesn't show up in full, for, full force. Eric Wood on the Wester Hotline with us, his weekly visit following the Bills' division-clinching win over Miami yesterday in South Florida. The Bills will host the Steelers on Sunday at 1 p.m. How would you assess, uh, Eric, just your opinion of where the Bills are at as far as the tank being full or depleted, you're, we're probably going to hear a lot this week about how their playoffs started, you know, weeks ago here. They're, they're, they've won five in a row to get to the playoffs. Um, you know, winning the Super Bowl means winning nine in a row. Um, I don't know. Are you worried at all about them, like, hitting E here? I'm not. Look, I'm not in the locker room on a day-to-day basis. I'm not out on the practice field anymore. But to me, it seems like, an energized group. They had that late bye week this year, and it seems like it's been a different energy from the team since then. And so maybe this is just optimism on my end, but it seems to me like they're they're energized for it. I mean, the first thing Stephon Diggs came up and said to Josh Allen that I saw on video was four more. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fun. This is great. Mission accomplished tonight, but four more games. Like, that's what they're focused on. And, and I'm trying to compare it maybe to a year ago where the DeMar Hamlin situation had just happened. Prior to that, they're snowed in in Chicago, and it was one thing after the other. The amount of injuries and all of that added up to what seemed to be an energy-depleted team 
it, it just feels like the opposite right now. And, you know, where you see injuries right now, there's been the, the depth of this roster is, is showing up. I mean, last night you lose Rasul Douglas, but then Dane Jackson, who's played a lot of quality ball in his career, he steps in. Balen Spector stepped up when Dotson goes out last night. Um, Taylor Rapp made plays, and that's not because of injury. That's because of depth. And on the offensive side of the ball, Shakir, Sherfield, and, man, as I went back and watched some of that all-22, Sherfield, in replacement of Davis, was doing the little things that I generally give Davis credit for. Uh, rub releases where you take one defender, run him into the next, so it's not going to be a P.I., but you're freeing up Kincaid for a long game, Shakir for a long game on the wheel route that got him down near the end zone that set up Dawson Knox. And then Sherfield also runs another rub to free up Dawson Knox for the touchdown. So it just seems like, to me, it seems like this is a more energized franchise in general, especially with the momentum that they're carrying into the playoffs. And um, I'm interested. Do you guys feel the same way? I think these kinds of things, first of all, how much energy they have, I really don't think I could say because right. I, I'm watching on TV and you're around them. You might have a, a better feel for that. I'm sure you do. Um, I'm somebody who kind of thinks those stories get written when it's over, right? Like if the Steelers don't get a lot of respect, if the Steelers win here, like there's turnovers, we might end up talking about that the Bills were just out of gas or something like that. I'm not sure to be right. So, um, yeah, I think I think that depends on how you do. And it's not to say that it couldn't be a factor in how you do, but I think there'd be probably so much variance, just like there is, to your point, which I really liked about how players would sort of be processing the last few weeks, you know? Players tend to say that they're not listening to the noise outside, but if they're they're down and then they win a few they'll tell you how everybody knew that everybody counted them out like so i don't know i i tend to stay away from that stuff but uh i'm glad to hear it i'm glad to hear it because it has there has felt like a lot of pressure here for more than a month if not most of the season right and one more quick thing you know i thought you made a great point about how that's generally written after the fact and you know i was on the sideline for uh the pregame for the Bengals game last year when everyone said the bills came out flat and had no energy that was as energetic and lively of a pregame. Mm. And when you can't execute and nothing's going your way, are you going to be jumping up and down on the sideline? Are you going to be dancing? Are you going to be having fun? No, there's nothing fun about nothing you're doing working and the other team's manhandling you. And so yeah. does it look like a lack of energy at times? Probably, but you came in fully prepared to uh, yeah. best, best energy out there and i heard the sports update just before um we wrap up just uh make sure i get it on the they they announced pcl injury for gabe davis and that's what's being reported i did that in college um depending on the damage um i didn't miss any games but i got really lucky because the following game uh we had a bye or the following week we had a bye week so um i'm not sure how i would have fared if i had to play that following week and then i've also done grade two MCL sprains, and those are generally you're going to miss a couple weeks. And if he fought through this one, um, I don't think we'd see the TJ Watt out there on the field that we're, we're using. We're accustomed to seeing right. on the opposite side of the ball. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like the the story is for them. Like try to get through this week some way somehow, and hope for maybe next week uh, you get him back if you can survive. Um, 
you know, as far as the 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 overall here, the you know the 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 how, what kind of form the team is in, and like whether or not you know they're they're like peaking at the right time. I guess I would want to hope, and it, it can only be hope because I'm like you, I'm not I'm not in there either, uh, you know, measuring their hope tank. But I, I think it's been an arduous year. Their coach was under fire. They had a lot of injuries and a lot of adversity, different, more like football, normal football type adversity, as opposed to last year where we had, you know, geographical and weather and near death and all, just a, a lot that wasn't just your typical football stuff. I'm, I would hope here that with the talent that this team has and the expectations that they nail down the two seed, which is as high as they've ever been, that they can just kind of, it's easy to say, kind of be loose. Like, we're, we're here, we're good, and we've got as good a shot at this as anybody in the conference. Yeah, and that's got to be their mindset. And, you know, this defense is peaking at the right time, so there's no reason for that defense to not be operating full confidence. And then this offense has shown in the past number of weeks, one, an ability to score when they really needed, and then also – you have a game like last night where they're not running the football as effectively and Josh throws for over 350 yards. And then, you know, you have a game like the Cowboys where you just run it down someone's throat. And we're also seeing more involvement from Shakir, Kincaid, other guys other than just maybe Diggs, where in the past you'd say, well, if they take away the pass or Josh has an off day, we're, we're pretty screwed on offense. Or if they double Diggs, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody else can step up in the pass game you know, or if the weather's bad enough, is this team capable of running the football? It seems like they have enough weapons that if something goes awry in one of the aspects, that they can, they have multiple ways offensively to beat you. Eric, I want to run this by you. You may know this these stats already, but percentage of plays over the course of the season when your team's most frequent combination of five offensive linemen were on the field together. So ostensibly like your best five uh Miami not 16 percent 31st in the league New England 19 percent 30th in the league the Jets 13 percent last in the league that's the AFC East the Bills 95 percent those five guys were on the field all the time and I just I, I bring that up once in a while because the injury narrative stuff can just sort of take over and it can sound like excuses, you know, this this guy's out, that guy's out, all these things were doomed, but it really matters. And I'm sure you would agree up front to have your five, and the Bills have had their five guys pretty much play all season. They have, and, and I believe the number, the only reason it's at 5% is because of times where they've been beating a team too bad, <laughs> and they've taken those guys out because, the only series I can even remember any of the starters missing an entire series would be yesterday where Deion Dawkins missed yeah. with the hand and Ryan Vandemar comes in and he's in the game for the game winning drive, you know, talk about someone else stepping up because of injury. And, you know, I, I, I talked to Aaron Cromer most weeks and not that he would tell me if he didn't like this group, but he loves the depth of this group. Thank God it hasn't been tested, but you know, you got guys like David Edwards and Ryan Bates, guys that have played a lot of ball in this league. Um, you have, a guy in Ryan Vandermark who they're really excited about. But, no, I think this offensive line has been great this year. Have they been perfect? No, no offensive line ever is. But Deion Dawkins has played as well at the left tackle position as anyone in football this year. Spencer Brown has made tremendous strides. I had Deion on my podcast last week, and he was talking about Spencer and how much better he's gotten this year. And then 
Osiris Torrance, um, not a perfect rookie year by any means, and he got taken to school by a really good defensive tackle at times last night in Christian Wilkins, but, you know, he's provided some much-needed size and power up there. Connor McGovern uh, has played well, and then Mitch Morris has been steady and excellent since he first got to Buffalo. Eric, so 1 o'clock Sunday, there's a throwback, a 1 o'clock Sunday <laughs> game. Uh I'm reading Kevin Roth, who's my number one guy to go to for weather, projecting weather in in sports. And listen to this. So Steelers-Bills, breezy. Saturday winds maybe up to 50 miles an hour gusts. Tomorrow's even worse than that, I think. Uh, But temperatures in the 20s, wind gusts over 30 miles an hour Sunday, and maybe snow, which is bad. Kansas City, Saturday night for Miami, second half temperatures... The, the feels-like temperature, minus 18. <laughs> minus 18. Zero degrees plus 15-mile-an-hour winds. And then even, he writes, Philadelphia, Tampa. looks like maybe pouring rain Monday night for that one. But um, we could have a win game. We could have a win game. And, you know, when you have a team that, you know, the Bills are more talented than the Steelers at this point and much better quarterback play and all that, big-time favored, you'd hate to have the weather play a factor in this one it seems like it'll play a factor over there in Kansas City as well I mean football forever has been played outdoors and inside so weather is going to consistently be a factor you know this time of year but uh, you'd hate to see something goofy happen I mean the most dramatic I can think back to is the wind game against New England where Damian Harris has the one touchdown in the game we'd love that Monday night football game but yeah you just hate to see something like that because you go into this game, and I always say this, like, we can talk like this. They're not talking about this in team meetings, but this is a game they should win. I mean, you're almost a double-digit favorite in a playoff game. You're at home. You're playing against a backup quarterback and the best defensive player in football who takes a good portion of their salary cap as well is likely not going to play in the game. How much are domes? See, Detroit is not on this list for nasty weather uh, this weekend. How much are domes? Too, they're too much. That's how much domes are. They're too much. That's been decided already. Uh, yeah. I think so, too. Well, the new, hood, the new hoods will block a lot of the wind. That's good. That's, that's right. That's, that's something. They're not going to help us Sunday. It's going to make it louder. Maybe even, Eric, right? It'll make it louder in there. I think it will make it tremendously louder. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing what it did to Hard Rock Stadium down there so assuming it has a similar effect in buffalo it just like circulates the noise as opposed to letting it escape up top and i mean i I remember the first year they put them in miami wasn't very good we weren't very good and it was it was generally a game we go into like this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We know if we'll need the silent count this game because they're not going to have that many fans there. We got down there and it was loud and simply because of those hoods. Right on. Well, here we go. Out of the playoffs, Eric. Great to talk to you as always and we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, guys. Have a great week. All right. It's our man Eric Wood on the Western Hotline. His appearances weekly here on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in. By Northtown Automotive, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And by the Good Feet Store, don't just live with foot pain. Visit the Good Feet Store on Walden today. Phone lines open now, 803-0550. The Bills, after all of that, get there. Winning the division, home to the Steelers, 1 o'clock Sunday, right here on WGR. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog will talk about last night's win, this matchup, the rest of the wild card schedule here, and more coming up. Also, updates on the injured Bills and some of Sean McDermott's comments. McDermott is speaking now, and even with the injuries that the Bills incurred last night, it seems possible that they'll get away with it, uh, and maybe each of these guys will be available. Don't know that yet. Seems possible, and we'll uh, we'll analyze that, especially when Sal is on. Time for a break here, then back to your calls here on WGR. Back to pass, pressure coming. Heaves it down the left sideline, looking for Diggs, and he makes the catch over Eli Apple. Holy cow, I can't believe he got it. I am here with head coach Sean McDermott. Coach, first of all, congratulations, your fourth straight AFC East Division title. Tell me about the second half and your resiliency. Well, the team did a great job. The staff, great plan at halftime, great adjustments. The players stayed resilient, fought their way through. We had some guys going down. Um, I just, I can't tell you how proud I am of these guys, man. Josh Allen, what a leader, what a leader. What about the punt return for Deontay Harding, what that meant? Game changer. We were looking for that all year. Coach Smiley, Coach Harkey, those guys, man, they took it to heart. They took it to heart, and they executed. Coach, I want you to turn around and see Bill's Mafia. Take a look at it right now. What's that say to you? It's awesome. It's so awesome, man. Congratulations, Coach. Have a great flight home. All right, thanks, man. All right. Hello, everyone back home, man. I know, man. It's going to be fun, isn't it, baby? Don't stop it. Shake and bake. I thought Sal almost had McDermott to get there to say shake and bake. (laughs) Suddenly, it's the Ricky Bobby movie. Holy cow. (laughs) What energy. Love it. (laughs) That punt return, the guy can fly. (laughs) How about... The dolphin guy, like sort of his knee goes out. They had the two dolphins sort of straight ahead toward Hardy, and his knee goes out, good is his name, and he sort of bumps into the other guy and just like disaster. That sprang the whole thing, I think, right? Disaster. That's pretty much what happened. That and Puna Ford had the punter on lockdown there. Yes. yes. <laughs> I heard Eric Wood talking about it. Uh, I think he's, he's on with Chris and Steve um, on Mondays before our show. And he I, same thought. I I I heard Eric say he was watching Puna Ford there and just going like, "Don't touch him, just don't, just don't do anything, don't do it." Same thing, like, "Don't block him in the back, just please get, if you get in his way. You're big, get in his way. That's fine, but just wow, man, please don't take a penalty out here. It is, that dude is gone. It is Cameron Good who hurt his knee on that play. The Dolphins lost Andrew Van Ginkle, nice player, 
to a foot injury, and Jerome Baker, in addition to all the guys they were playing without in the first place with a wrist injury, all will miss this game against Kansas City. Baker just they came know back already. for this game, I think. He yes. Was, he had been injured previous. Yeah. They say good and maybe Baker are out for the, the duration. So bad to worse for Miami. Oh, and negative 18 degrees. Right. In the second half. In the second half. It should be 50 in the first half. Right. The there'll, be a, there'll be a sash, a 70-degree shift in weather temperature, first half to second half. Yikes. Man, we could have a tough one here. Snow possible, 20s. Wind. Tw- 20s doesn't sound like much, but this year it is because it's not even That's hardly right. ever and if it's, below 30. And if it's windy, it'll feel – I mean, it just we, we, we live here. We know. Yeah, the, wind, we know. the wind. The wind, man. The wind. Ken is with us next. Hello, Ken. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. So, Thank you. Uh, obviously, a big, big uh, win, and I can appreciate obviously the discussion that you gentlemen are um, developing. Uh, but a couple of things come to mind. First and foremost, I want to say again, congratulations to uh, the organization from the Pagulas, the Dermot, being players, et cetera, a tremendous effort. Uh, but I want to comment specifically about the performance of Josh Allen and how um, he's, he's a remarkable player, to say the least. But it's been interesting to see how, despite the fact that he makes these killer mistakes, we're like, wait a minute, what, why would he do that? You know, it's like, he always like, like, like rookie-like mistakes, if you will. But this is a young man who plays for four quarters. And as long as the game is fairly close, in the fourth quarter, he's going to influence that, of course, whether it's close or not. He's got a chance to win the game. And I think about this year, how many times did he deliver a lead in the fourth quarter, even when we lost? I mean, he's the epitome of a franchise quarterback. He's going to play for 60 minutes, and despite the mistakes that are, that are, that are cringeworthy, he finds a way to, to ride himself and to, settle, and to get, settled down, get settled down, pardon me. And I would say this as a respectful suggestion. It would appear as though, when it comes to these big contests, because of how much emotion he tends to pour into his, his efforts, that it would probably be better to come with a, a, a more slowed-down approach so he could settle down. Because some of those mistakes, you know, we get to the playoffs that time, the heavy team is not going to allow you to, to reconstitute yourself like that. But I just want to salute him and what he's done, as well as the whole team. And I, w- I would add this, the way they're playing complimentary football now, offense and defense, now you can see a team that, that's poised to make a serious run. I don't know if the AFC bracket has been as weak as it is now. Hence, the Bills climb back to number two. Since he's not even there, we couldn't even beat them. So I don't know if there's ever going to be a better opportunity. You got inexperienced mm-hmm. teams like Houston, Cleveland. This is our best chance to make that run. So I'll pause for the cause and allow you gentlemen to do your part. Thank you kindly. Thank you. All right, Ken. Yeah, I, I think that's the the well. It's an approach uh, and a view of the conference that I um, I agree with. I mean, I think uh, for all the challenges the year presented and the questions about what kind of form they were in, even just you know last week, where's Stephon Diggs? The passing game. Um, you know, are they too focused on running? Whatever it is, um, you know, I think they at least massaged, if not alleviated, uh, some of those fears with yesterday's performance. It was not, you know, museum-worthy, certainly, because it was a little sloppy, certainly, in the first half. But um, I think the conference is as wide open as you could ask it to be. Uh, Baltimore is the one, certainly deserves respect. Uh, They earned it. But Kansas City is not just does not look like the team that they have been since this Bills run started with Allen in 20 and the Bengals aren't even in and Burrow is hurt anyways. So you're, I mean, 
Ah, but the Browns are in. The Brown, the Browns are in, right? I'm gonna. I, I mean, come on, is it gonna get to that absurdity that Joe Flacco is gonna be the cause of our demise this year? I mean, I just I, anything could happen. I don't want to say the cause of their demise, but, but it's wide. I think they're live. It's open, sure, but it, there's not there's not a team. Like, every year we've gone through this, Kansas City has been looming, and it's not to say that they you know, they still have Mahomes and they still have Reed, but it's not just a dip they're they're not what they were on offense and their defense is better so maybe that offsets it to some extent but it, it's just you know i'm saying a lot of words just to reiterate what ken just said which is they they've got a ticket and as good a look at it as they've maybe had at all during these four years do you want kansas city to win saturday I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so if they do, that'll def and the Bills win, that'll definitely be the round two matchup here. If they don't, you'll get the again, the Bills have to win their game, then you'll get the Cleveland Houston winner. You won't get Miami right. in week two. If Miami wins, they'll go to Baltimore. If the Bills win, Miami will go to Baltimore and think, the Bills will host I Cleveland. Think I, would, I think I would prefer that. Get the Chiefs out. Get the Chiefs out. Let Miami go see if they can exact some revenge on the Ravens in the divisional round, and I'll I'll play the feud with Joe Flacco or or C.J. Stroud. I think mine might be the majority opinion, which is and maybe yours, which is I think I would agree with that from a competitive standpoint. But man, you've been waiting for the Chiefs to show up here, yeah, for years, like. Sort of, let's make it fair. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come over to my house for once? Right. Why am I always going to your house to play sale of the century board games? How about you come over for once? Mm-hmm. Oh, because, you know, we'd have to eat vegetable, crudités. My, my mom my mom puts out celery sticks, and your mom isn't there, so we can just raid the fridge. <laughs> eat whipped cream out of the can. Yeah. Like, why don't, <laughs> sorry, too bad. Sorry, I, I can't, it's not my fault. My mom yep. puts out celery. You should come to my house. It's only fair. Celery. And I think that would just be an amazing spectacle. You put like cream cheese or peanut butter in there, just plain celery. I don't know. I made it all up. Okay. But wouldn't that be just like the game of all games? Yes. There's a lot of juice there. Uh, but I still would rather play Cleveland or Houston. And uh, yeah, you know, see, I, see if I can get Baltimore knocked out. I don't know how Miami beats Kansas City, how that plays out it would be possible it's three and a half so miami has some chance of winning in kansas city if they win again this is bill's win scenario miami goes to baltimore where they just lost by 37 right and the bills deal with the browns say browns are a small favorite otherwise you beat or kansas city beats miami you take on kansas city and the Can you believe these guys are talking about round two? And the Cleveland-Houston winner goes to Baltimore. Goes to Baltimore. Cleveland won in Baltimore this year. Houston lost week one. They were a big underdog. Stroud's debut. But it wasn't a runaway. It was week one. They're probably a lot better team since then. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe risky, but also fun to look ahead. Here's Jason next. Hi, Jason. Yeah, hey, guys. Um you know, one, I love that uh, interview um, Sal did with uh, McDermott at the end of the game there. Great to see McDermott uh, or hear McDermott in uh, all that emotion. He's been through a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, you know, my point was that, you know, I think I called back in the, the summer maybe 
with the depth of the linebacking. And, you know, I maybe I under, underestimated Dotson, but he's been a real nice surprise. And, you know, Rasul Douglas, you know, what an upgrade for that quarterback position. And you saw the difference when he went out last night and Dane Jackson had to come back in. Not to say that Dane Jackson hasn't played well when he's had to come in before, but, you know, just a testament to the organization and the depth and, you know, to give up a third-round pick. I mean, some teams wouldn't have done that, but um, I'm glad they did, and uh, I just wanted to listen to your thoughts on that. All right. It's been a really good couple of weeks for uh, – Douglas is not at the bottom of the roster, but he wasn't here when the season began. So he's a, you know, he's a midstream addition. They had a need, they identified it, and they did something about it. Um, funny, I mean, and they got a they got a player from a team that ends up in the playoffs. Like the Packers were treating the, that yes. Douglas trade like a we're 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 done here, anyways. And here they are. You know, they go to Dallas this week. Maybe they would like to have Rasul Douglas still there, but nonetheless, to the Bills' benefit and their credit, they made that deal. And it was a good day for the rest of the roster. You know, where is Trent Shurfield? Where is Deontay Hardy? Uh, two of the biggest plays of the game, two of the biggest plays of the season, therefore. I mean, they both produced they produced touchdowns after really 16 games of, eh, you didn't really do enough there, receiver, boss, but they came through now. It doesn't validate the signings and, and make it all worth it, but it, it certainly helps. Um, and, you know, that's not, that's not nothing to get that those contributions – in a game of that magnitude was, um, you know, if I'm Brandon Bean, I, I think I've had a pretty good couple of weeks. Douglas last week, they probably don't win that Patriots game without Douglas, the way he played in that game, just taking the ball away himself. So, um, yeah, good, good, for, good for Bean, good for roster construction. Also, Allen was a good pick. Turns out, yeah. yeah that, yeah. that guy helps a little bit. It's not, nope, not many people are talking about it. Let's take a break. Sal coming up at 5 with the latest on injuries and his thoughts on wild card, sorry, super wild card weekend. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, WGR. Fakes the handoff, throws it over the middle, and it bounces high in the air. It's caught by Trent Sherfield for the touchdown. He looked like a center fielder in a baseball game. It got deflected at the line, popped straight up in the air. Sherfield spotted it and pulled it down. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. 
Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. On to the playoffs. The Bills hosting Pittsburgh Sunday at 1. Does Pittsburgh even want to be in the playoffs? Yeah. Do you think they even want to be there? That's a proud franchise. They've accomplished a lot. Uh, sure, they're they're happy to be here. Fourth, by my count, playoff meeting between the Bills and the Steelers. You probably watched all three. Sure, sure. I mean, I was nine, I think, for the first one. If I've got it right, 74? 74 right? playoffs. Right, right. Four teams per conference make it, the Bills. That was their one playoff season in the 70s. Yeah. And they lost in Pittsburgh 32-14, I think it was. They got out 7 nothing. And then it was all yep. Steelers. Second quarter is all Steelers. Right. Game over. And okay, then obviously there's the AFC, the divisional round, the year they go to Miami after after the comeback game. Yep. Mitch Ferrat, rest in peace. Right. Touchdown in right. that game. Why am I struggling to? Is the other was the other one last year and I forgot? It about was it? T- it was yesterday. Okay, yesterday they played the Steelers in a yeah. playoff game yesterday and I yes. forgot already. It was not on TV. It was what's, not televised. What's the, what's the other one? I'm, I, Bam I, Morris. 95. Oh, oh, right. Bruce Smith flu. The flu. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Bills get down, catch up pretty well with Van Pelt, and then Kelly, I think, maybe goes back in. Yeah. Kelly left and came back, and yeah. But Pittsburgh's superior team goes on to Super Bowl 30 that year. So fourth playoff meeting. Love it. Love First one here. Love having the Steelers here, yep. just for the historical aspect of it. Um, tonight. 7.30 kickoff, they say. 7.30, 7.30 kickoff. 7.30 kickoff? Really? Really. CNN. 7.30 kickoff. CNN reporting. I've, all precincts are reporting. All, 7.30 all the kickoff. branding I've seen for the game says 7.30, but I you know, I just feel like that's a... That's, that means that's, nine. That's, that's fa- right. That's, I feel like that's <laughs> fake. Uh, but, you know, hopefully it's, it's close to that. I, I mean, really, I'll take anything before eight. I would love anything before eight. Even if you're, you're saying 7.30, I'm assuming it's going to kick before eight. Uh, and if it's 7.30, all the better. Got to be bracing for like a, a pretty long halftime, probably. I don't know what the performance is, but I mean, the, okay, the semifinals had the marching bands and like that. Those no, were would, really long. It would never be Hart. They're from Washington. Uh, they? It would oh, never be Hart. that would be, yeah, that, that would be too, too slanted to T- one side. Today I found out who the Washington coach is. Do you know the name of the Washington Huskies coach? You're going to say McEntee, and that's wrong. Herb. Tarlick. No, I don't know. Who's the all-time Herb? Herb Alpert. Kalen DeBoer. Okay. Same spelling as Peter DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer. NAIA championship coach. Mm. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where where he played. And then he jumped around as coordinator to different schools. Went to Fresno State, or now it's like Cal Fresno. And then two years ago, Washington, they've been great. Yeah, for two years under Kalen DeBoer, five to, point underdog. Fun to watch. Uh, maybe the first receiver off the board in April, uh, Dunze, and then uh, the quarterback. I mean, Penix is nice. I don't think he's he's not on the Drake May Caleb Williams level, but you know who knows? A big performance tonight could push him. All right, we have uh, Sal coming up. I was going to say something else about Washington, but that can wait. Look how late it is. I love the I love the purple. Me too. I've always liked Washington because of the yeah. purple. Yes, how about that? We have that in common. Sal Capaccio with the injury update and more on the Bills. After sports, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. 
As a receiver there, it's Kincaid, and he makes the catch at the 38 in Miami territory, and he's down to the 35-yard line. Melvin Ingram got victimized in coverage. It's a huge first down for Buffalo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.